Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the ministry of the word. Thank you for the ministry of the spirit. Lord, thank you for your people tonight that have come to be fed with your words of life. Oh Lord, that have come to be renewed, that have come to be refreshed. Oh Father, I thank you. Lord, thank you for the conveyor of these things. Thank you for Sister Tosin's ministry. But I thank you because the words that have been declared concerning it are so in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Tonight, I'll be discussing them just two scriptures as usual. You know, you get, I don't know how long it will take for us to discuss that, but let's let's check something about it. Abacock. I'll be talking about Abacock chapter 2, verse 1. You see, I will not be going beyond verse 1. And I'll be talking about Ezekiel chapter 37. I'll be talking about Ezekiel. I'll be talking from Ezekiel 37 verse 1. Now, Abacock, of course, is a prophet. We know that. Now, there is a positioning of a prophet. There is a positioning of a servant of God. Now, now, I said there is a positioning. I didn't say there is a position. Many of us are aware of the position. Now, many of us are aware of the po- our position as children of God. Many of us are aware of our position as ministers of God. Many of us are aware of our position of maybe firstborn or lastborn in the family. But not, not all of us are aware of our position. Do you understand me? Where we stand. Where we stand. You see, and uh, when, when you don't understand when you where you stand or where you are to stand or where you are to face, it becomes a problem in life. You see, because many people are just facing an aspect of their life. You see, they think they can successfully neglect the work of the ministry. <laughs> you see, now, now, they may, they, may, they may take the position of the last born in the family or the first born. They may even be uh, uh doing one or two things in the wrong place they may be uh, uh, the chairman of the board of this the chairman of the board of that and everybody knows them as chairman everybody knows them as a good businessman or good businesswoman everybody knows them as a good worker everybody knows now they have those positions but to god they are positioned wrongly you see and and that's very dangerous you see when a child or a baby uh, is in the is is in the belly of the mother. Is it there's a position that that baby is expected to be for a successful delivery? <laughs> now there is a positioning. So now in that belly, are you understanding me? The boy, you know, it might be a boy or it might be a girl. Is it that does not matter at that time? Is it because what matter is a battle of life? It's a battle for life. You see, because it, it is a stage of delicate, it's a delicate stage where things are really determined. Maybe the mother will survive, or maybe the boy, the baby himself will survive. You see, has to do a lot with positioning. Positioning. So at, at that point, either it's the first boy in the family, or the last born, or it's the first girl, or it's the last girl, it does not really matter. You see, what people are checking for the scan is the positioning of the baby. There are some, it's important to check for sex. Yes, you see, but you can't do much with that. You can't do much with manipulation of sex after uh, 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 the baby, and after conception has happened. You can't do much about that. You see, and the doctor just announced to you, maybe boy or girl, maybe girl or boy, so you can get some things you need to get. You see, but that's not really what the doctor is really after is really after the positioning of 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 the child so what you should be really after is your positioning in the sight of god is it is your positioning in the sight of god a prophet is not supposed to be a title monger but there is a positioning of a true prophet in the sight of god towards his people now abacock was a prophet do you understand me? And it was revealing the mind of God concerning a vision. And you see, because of his positioning, 
in the sight of God to his people, he told us something very powerful. In verse 4, he said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Imagine, you know who that is talking about? He's talking about Jesus. So he's telling us that the positioning of the prophet Habakkuk produced a revelation of Jesus Christ, which is one of the most quoted scriptures in the New Testament. The just shall live by faith. By whose faith? By Christ's faithfulness. By Christ's faithfulness. The just shall live by faith. He was wounded for our transgressions. He died for our sin. And we live by believing that he did that on our behalf. And who, where, how can it be traced? It was rooted because of the words that a man spoke because of his positioning towards God and towards men. So that means there is a right positioning. Now, now, Abacoc said, Abacoc chapter 2 verse 1 said, I will stand upon my watch. You see, I will stand upon my watch. A positioning of life. <laughs> it's a positioning. Don't ignore it. You see, don't ignore it. Don't ignore that the servant of God said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. You see, a lot of people, when issues come in their life, when things come, situations come, or issues keep on rolling upon rolling, days upon days, week upon weeks, you know, time upon time, moment upon moment, feeling upon feelings, emotion upon emotions, and you know, issues upon issues. You see, they, they keep losing God. You see, they allow those things weigh them down. They allow those things take God from them. You see, don't allow anything to take God from you. Is it because at the end of the day, eh, we came from him. Who we all go to him. You see, it's only in this world that somebody can seem to escape God. Somebody can seem to escape God or the work of God only on this side of eternity. You see, so there, there are many people that they are taking a wrong positioning towards God and a wrong reflection towards man. Is it because it is the positioning that you take as a child of God that will, that will reflect the light that you carry to the world? So your, the positioning of the head towards the sun is what will determine the kind of light that you see at what time of the day. Your positioning towards God is what will now determine the light that you emit. You see, how you carry out what you do to your own world. Glory to God. So, so, so some people, in Abacoc said, I will stand upon my watch. You see, and we see that there's a positioning of this prophet. There's a positioning of, of, of believers today. There's a positioning of ministers today that we ought to, you know, we ought to stand. You see, there's a positioning as ministers of God today that we ought to stand to declare words of God, that we ought to stand to say things, to speak things, to act things, because the Bible says that Jesus Christ, the beginning of what he began to teach and to do, so there is a teaching dimension of a believer. There is a doing dimension of a believer. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went everywhere doing, doing, doing. He was doing. So the, the positioning that Jesus Christ took was a positioning that will enable him to do. You see, it's not a positioning that will enable him to sit somewhere. It's not a positioning that will enable him allow the devil come into his life. He was on his toes. He took a positioning wherein he can minister to people. He went everywhere doing good, healing those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. It was a positioning. And the Bible told us that Jesus Christ went everywhere, said he went everywhere doing what he said he was seeking. He was seeking the lost. He said he came to seek and to save the lost. 
and he spent all his time doing it. His positioning towards God was the one that reflected what he did to the world. You see, so your positioning towards God today is all to determine the kind of life you will live in your world. You see, your positioning towards God. You see, your positioning towards God. You know, we shouldn't allow, you know, things, things to come in and choke the world out of us. We shouldn't allow the things to come in and choke uh, uh, the manifestation of God's spirit out of us. You see, a lot of people say, it's been longer I use these healing gifts, it's longer I, I prophesied. You see, you shouldn't allow anything choke. You see, whatever I want to take the things of God out of my life, I drop it. <laughs> You see, I drop it. That's one of my one of my resol- uh, resolution. Uh, you see, in life, that's one of my resolve. That whatever it is, you see, whatever it is. So whatever can mount up, whatever issue will mount up and will separate you or will separate you from your God-given gift or change your positioning. You know, maybe the child is supposed to, the leg is supposed to first come out, or the head. Sorry, the head is supposed to first come out. You see, and the leg is coming out. What will happen? They will probably try to push it back. If they see that they can, they will say, okay, let's do this. You see why? Because the positioning that we take is important if we want to influence our world. You see, and most times, most times, when trials come, when temptation comes, when persecution comes, is to change your positioning in your heart towards God. Because once your positioning in your heart towards God is changed, once how you see God is changed. Once the way you put God, the, the place you put God in your heart, once the place you put God in your heart is changed, you begin to have a second thought of many things. You begin to put many things before God. You see, that's what those situations and circumstances are coming to do exactly. They are coming exactly to change the way you relate with God, to change the way you obey God, to change the way, you see, you see, the Bible says that, it says to sanctify the Lord your God in your heart. You see, it says sanctify. You see, give God a place, a special place in your heart. You see, so when situation comes, whatever comes, it's not really to separate God from you. You see, because even if you're unfaithful, God is faithful. That's what you should understand that that's what Jesus did for us, you see, by becoming a representative in the eyes of the Father. So that the Father is not that the Father will be seeing us directly, you see, it's like the Father is seeing us in Christ Jesus. You see, so so Jesus, so, so Jesus' work have done something inside of the Father. So it, 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 it's not that you are trying to do something so that God will receive you. No, 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 no. You see, your position is not for God to receive you because you have already been received. You see, but your attitude in your heart, in your mind towards God, where you put God, is 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 very very significant to how you live your life to how you affect humans for how you affect your neighbors for how you affect your world for the gospel of christ so when temptation comes it comes to change your positioning it comes to change your reasoning of god it comes to change your commitment to the kingdom of god you see so it's like those so it's like somebody that is fresh for god full of vigor full of strength full energetic say okay where are they doing it if you say the meeting is in the mountain oh like let's go to the mountain you see so but when these challenges come somebody that can say let's go to the mountain before tell the person now that see the meeting is in the valley the person will tell you see rain will fall <laughs> cannot go to the valley but last year last two years last three years you went for the mountain for god why is it that you can't do this now say so you cannot understand what is happening to me now you cannot understand what is happening to him now is it what is happening to him is not the issue what is happening to him or her has changed is he a positioning has changed his positioning towards god so it has affected his or her reaction now it's just like somebody you see that is like a tree planted by the rivers of waters bringing forth food onto the uh, onto life internal bringing forth food for the kingdom of god bringing forth souls going out pushing pushing it out going out pushing the gospel making sacrifices financially making sacrifices in intercession and everything and challenges come a fresh tree and an adverse wind blows an opportunity to live blows and 
all of a sudden that thing becomes like ashes it becomes burnt because it's like a fire that comes you see from a fresh something to a burnt something you see but let me tell you something here tonight ashes might look useless to you you see because after so much so much the person have gone through so much some of us will say you know god have no use of this person again god can do nothing with this person again but no 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 if you know agriculture very well you will know that even ashes have something to do you see because all through those situations when that thing was happening to you when all those things were happening to you deterring you from advancing god was looking at you <laughs> he had a plan he had a plan he had a plan you see so while those things were happening god was not just folding in and say okay okay let this person get destroyed so i can i can leave this person and go god is a faithful god god is a loyal god god is a committed god if we can get committed to him he is not the variable he is the constant god is a committed god either you are ashes either you went through things that made you like ashes either you went through things that changed whatever you are or whatever your heart is god is still ready today and he's saying that if my people who are called by my name you see the people that were called by his name in the old testament they went through issues but he said if they can if those that are called by my name will humble themselves and repent and come back you see why because most times before revival repentance must happen and repentance does not necessarily mean that we are committing a big sin Mm-mm. you see repentance may mean that we are we are changing our ways our perspective our positioning on how we deal with god on how we deal with the things of god on how we relate to the things of the spirit is a change it's a change so so that's what god is speaking tonight you see that we must stand upon our watch we must stand upon our watch so we must stand upon our watch you see how we must stand and see what the lord will say unto us you see because when satan want to destroy a life it makes them to be sleeping rather than to be praying. <laughs> he, he, he did it on, on, on the disciples. Jesus Christ went to pray. He came back. He saw them sleeping. He said, can you not watch with me for one hour? And they went back again. He came back. They were sleeping. You see, when they came back, they, they wanted to pretend as though they wanted to start praying. You know what Jesus said? And their eyes were heavy. Your eyes were heavy. Jesus said, sleep on. <laughs> it's already too late. Sleep on. Sleep on. You see, so when Satan wants to destroy life, the first thing to take is the ability to watch, is the ability to, to, you know, to stand, is the ability to be refreshed. It takes away a refreshing. You see, and how does it do that? The case of this world, the case of this world. How does he do that? He does not enter your mind. Satan is not an internal person to a believer. He's an external factor. That means he can only speak from outside. If you permit him to come in, (laughs) you know, he can demonize a believer. Of course, yes. You see, but largely, he's an external factor to your mind. He's an external factor to your body. You see, so when he wants to deal with a believer, he deals from outside. That is that is the reason why there is nothing a believer cannot resist. Exactly. Why? Because to him, temptations, trials, and persecutions are external factor and influence. So the weaknesses of a leader, the uh, whatever happens in life and ministry, or whatever you have been adverse wind that you have been exposed to you have to understand that there are external influences and there are external factors trying to change your positioning in respect to god and towards your activity of the gospel towards men 
So you must understand what the devil is trying to do. You must sit, you must stand, you must watch. Why? Because Satan will prefer you to sleep than to pray. <laughs> Glory to God. So at that moment, he sent a wind of evidence, moment of dryness, and the days of weariness. Weariness, tiredness. And you see why? Because they are all planned towards destruction. So such people can keep going down the drain. So such people can keep going down the drain. He sent little or big character defect, permittable sinful habit or suggestion, twist of scriptures to accommodate your moral failure and spiritual bankruptcy. He gives you and he advises you to go on a spiritual on a spiritual commercial break. You know it's something called spiritual that's what I call spiritual maternity leave. <laughs> Why? So that you will be able to operate with you totally. He tries to excommunicate you from the brethren. He tries to isolate you. He tries to, you know, he tries to act funny. It tries to give you some other vision apart from God's vision. It tries to give you another burden apart from the burden for souls and the burden of the gospel. It tries to give you some other things to take your attention and your positioning away from God. So every believer must be able to know. You know, sometimes when we're, when we're talking about these things, some people say, you're talking about the devil too much. You are trying to exalt the devil. Every believer should be able to know when we are exalting the devil and when we are, when, you know, when we are exposing him. This is an exposure. This is the reason why a lot of people have lost their spiritual life. A lot of people have lost their spiritual fitness. A lot of people have lost even ministries. A lot of people have lost ministries. Just a little, a little, a little, a little, a little. You see, so so to expose the devil means to expose his tactics, his characters, his weapon, his substance, his devices, his doctrine, his intention, his ministers, and his voice. The devil has a voice. You see, it is his voice that says, be offended. His voice that said, they've done wrong to you, don't serve again. It's his voice that said, discard your gifts, accuse the pastor, and then speak roughly. Speak evil of dignitaries. Be high-minded. Sometimes he will say, he will say to you, I am tired. I am weak. I am not qualified to serve. I can't go nowhere again. I can't go further. I've tried my best. I've done it's his voice. Don't buy into that shit, man. Don't buy into it. It is him saying, I am through you. It is not you. It is not you. It is not you. The devil would like to have you in the perfect spot where he can operate fully. Glory to God. So these are sometimes, you see, you see, the character of a man sleeping, all the things that I've said to you, they are characters of a man sleeping away from God's way, sleeping off the life of God, sleeping off the service of God. So there's a character of a man, there are signs that you need to check for a man that is sleeping off God's way little by little. You see, when the devil wants to sell something to you, he does not bring it all of a sudden. He presents it to you bit by bit, showing you reasons. You see, when, when the devil wants to ruin somebody, for example, a, a lady, he begins to show you little by little how to marry an unbeliever. Little by little. Little by little. So these, there are some characteristics that the devil introduces. There are some of his schemes, his weapons that he introduces that makes a man slip off God's way little by little. Little by little. So little by little, it takes you away from the position in where God has kept you. You see, a little adjustment, a little deviation, a little oracle divination. Is a little oracle divination, a little compromise. You see, but as the prophets of God stood in the Old Testament, as the apostles stood in the in the New Testament, we must stand. We must stand. Glory. We must stand. We must stand. You see, we must stand. 
you must be at the right place in the spirit you must be at the right place at the right time to hear the words that the lord will bring to you that will bring advancement in your relationship with god your heart must be in the right condition to listen your heart must be in the right condition to hear your right your heart must be in the right condition to obey the reason why many do not obey the voice of god is not because they've not heard the voice of god but it's because their heart is not in the right condition to obey you hear some people say i'm confused i'm confused they are not confused their heart is confused is it they are not confused because they are in the wrong positioning so they cannot receive the words of the spirit some say, Lord, I said I should focus, do this about ministry, or do that, or focus, or follow this person. They say, I can't go, I can't go, I can't go, I can't go. Is it not that they can't go? They can. Is it? But they, is it? They have, they have taken a wrong position in towards God, so they can't. And is a scheme of the enemy because all of a sudden they become more conscious and aware of their need. They become more conscious and aware of themselves. And Jesus said, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought. Because in taking thought, in thinking, in thinking about how you yourself will deal with yourself, will help yourself, will raise yourself, you've eradicated God out of the plan. So man has to be wise, we have to be wise. You see, because as you keep moving, moving, moving the way the devil wants you to move, all of a sudden you become dry. You become as a dry bone. You see, you become dry. You become dry. You see, don't forget. You know, I said we'll be talking about Ezekiel chapter 37 also. Don't forget, dryness is not something that comes all of you see, all of a sudden. No, no. A spiritual cancer will have happened. A spiritual cancer will have happened. Because you have to understand that the men that were dry. The men that were dry were not dried up all of a sudden. It took a process. First of all, if it, it will first take a process of degeneration, of reduction, of degeneration in a man's spiritual work with God before he begins to die off. Before his mind begins to be taken off. I'm not talking about uh, spiritual death going to hell now. No, I'm talking about active relationship, paripas who work with God. Is it because when he became a new man, his spiritual faculties were enlightened. They were open up to receive information from God. You see, as he walks out of God, as he continues in his consistent walk in self, in selfishness, in the flesh, in the things that pertain, that does not pertain to the spirit, in disobedience to, to God, it begins to become dull of hearing. It begins to become dull, and before you know it, it begins to dry up. You see, the river, the river that is supposed to be an overflow in his life begins to shrink, begins to shrink, begins to shrink. Why? Because there is no supply from the throne of grace. Not that there is no supply, but he is not opening up his bowels. He's not bringing up his empty basket to be filled any longer. So, so the, the endless supply of grace, the endless supply of power is not reaching that person. You see, it's not reaching that person. So don't forget, dryness begin to come. And before total dryness will come, deadness will have entered. <laughs> yes, and me. Now, but don't forget that in the in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1, those dry bones that he spoke about, they were the one that rose up. You see, the words of the Lord came for those dry bones. Breath entered into them, and they rose up, skin covered them, and they became as a mighty army. How is it that a mighty army has become a dry bone? Ask yourself. <laughs> How is it? How is it that those that should be priests unto God are those ones that are now collecting bribe, raping people in the house of God, doing things that are not uncommon, that cannot be spoken of? Why? It didn't just come out one day, if you know how the devil works. It is a degeneration that has lead to deadness that has now become dryness. 
So the moment that so God can intercept you within that process and he wants to bring you out, don't struggle. Don't prove to know too much. Don't prove to be anointed too much. You see why? Because he's saving you from deadness and dryness. And how he does that is to use sometimes human vessel or is to use encounters. Encounters saved from dryness, encounters saved from deadness. It can be through your spiritual father, it can be through the word of God, it can be through God directly, it can be through the voice of God, but God must save his people from dryness. You know, in, in our next session, uh, uh, before we pray, I'll be discussing on how that happened. You see, but this one thing I want, to, I want you to understand, that the dry bones in verse 1, when you get to verse 10, the Bible says, So I prophesy as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and, and, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, all of them stood up as an exceeding great army. That means each and every one of them was an army. <laughs> you see? Now, because it is it is an army, a group of army that will form a great army. You see, there is no one, you see, it is one Israeli that form an Israelite, the nation. So when a single person dies spiritually, become rotten spiritually, he affects the next, he affects the next. Before you know, you have a dead nation. A nation dead towards God. A nation whose position in towards God is not life but deadness. The leg will come to church, but the heart will never come to church. The leg will go to the feet to preach, but the heart will never follow to preach. The leg will attend a group, but the heart will never attend the group. Why? Dryness. Oh, glory to God. So, the bone that was dry that Ezekiel saw was not dry. It was dry, but it, it was an army. How? An army is supposed to be full of life. You see, so there are many people in part of the army of God that are dry now, but they are supposed to be full of life. Glory to God. <laughs> full of life. I am full of life. Rakusa Eketinimozugida Lekesatunsa Aspaha Kradiga de Bakadiata Odo Bodi is a mesumasibradi asasbati sapradiata. Thank you, Father. Lord, may we not get killed by the gift you give us. Montesha Kasmaizadiza. We will not permit ourselves to die young because of gifts. May you give us the May we have the patience, the tenacity, the character, uh, the obedience to use what you have given us well. O God, Musuka Ebadi, O Subrahati, Musuansos, Moshele Bakisas. May we not be reduced to nothing, O God. Nekatabatuso Kredige de Bada Bada Bashata Bathiata. May we be as you have planned. May your will be done in our lives, in our families in our relationships, in our marriages, in our ministries, in our businesses, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, we have come. Tonight Uh, we'll be continuing on the dry bones. You know, we're discussing on the, uh, on the vision of dry bones. Yesterday, we looked into Abacoc chapter 2, verse 1, uh, where the prophet of the Lord spoke about standing. He will stand and watch. And we talked about um, standing. We talked about right positioning. And today, we'll be advancing. Will be advancing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, the Bakoso Pragati Pakatia in Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. You know, we are believing God for a quickening of our spiritual life 
We are believing God for an awakening of our spiritual life. So it's 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 a very a very paramount significance for us to uh, open up our heart, our heart unto God. You see, we should, we should open up our heart unto God. We should not be proud. We should not think of too many messages. We should not just allow any knowledge of God, but we should allow the heart, the word of the Lord, you see, to penetrate into our hearts. We should refuse to be offended by anything or anyone. You see, we should set our heart open. We should set our heart open. We should set our heart open. No pretense, oh God. Our heart is open before you. Lord, we've come with our vessel to be filled. We have come with our vessel to be filled, O God. We have come with our vessel to be filled. Many shall be filled today. Many shall be filled today. Even as we pray together, many shall be filled afresh as zeal and fire. Ezekiel chapter 37. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry, very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You see, first of all, this is a vision of the valley of the dry bones. Right? Yes, we know. We know. We know. Now, the Spirit of the Lord took him there. Now, I want you to understand that all these dry bones and these things, they are the spiritual condition of God's people. You see, directly, the, the person he was speaking to directly is Israel, the household, which was supposed to be an household of faith. <laughs> so, so, we should look beyond the bones, of course. You see, but he's directing these words to the Israelites, to the chosen ones of God. So actually, these are the condition of people. And verse 2 says, And God caused me to buy, to pass by them round about, and build. there were many many in the open valley and lo they were very dry just as the children of israel were called out and chosen by god so is his church called out and chosen by god and the promise of the spirit that he gave them he has given to his church today but how, why are we not experiencing the reality of the life eternal that was given unto us? Why are we not experiencing the power, the light, the energy that God has given in his life? Why? Because it's as though the expression of the life, the expression of the spirit is being choked out. So in the spirit, they are alive, but Actually, in dealings, in reality, how they live their life, everything looks dry. He said, there were very many in the open valley. How many Christians are today spiritually dry and spiritually dull? Many. And I said, I said, I said that deadness always comes before dryness. Something will never dry until it is dead. Is either that thing is dying and is drying. You see, death must occur for dryness, for shrinking to happen. Important cells must die. Important part of somebody must die. And anywhere you see very dry, 
something a bone very dry that means that bone must have been dead so if these are the spiritual conditions of people and they said they are very very many very many well i refuse to be part of these people you see because many of these spiritual people get into the spiritual condi- condition by influence or just by everyday life you see, each layer of selfishness, each layer of life in the flesh stacks up and brings deadness, which in turn brings dryness. I refuse to be dry. Ah, because my spiritual faculties have been enabled. I have been given the life of God. I refuse to be dry. You see, the life of God is not meant to be kept in a shelf. You see, there is a tongues. Of course, they're speaking in tongues. But speaking in tongues or tongues is beyond the upper room experience. The Bible says that be not drunk in wine, which is in essence, but being being filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, that means there is a, there is tongues beyond the upper room. There is tongues beyond the upper room. That means the experience of the power of God, the experience of the freshness of God is beyond the first state of baptism. The experience of the call of God, the experience of the ministry, of the call to the work of the ministry, the joy of the work of, uh, into the ministry, or the work of the ministry is beyond the first day experience, is beyond the upper room, is beyond the place where you first saw the vision. It's supposed to be an everyday joy, an everyday enlightenment, an everyday power and everyday grace there's supposed to be an overflow bible says they were very many so there are very many people with these spiritual conditions of dryness everything looks sluggish in their life everything looks sluggish everything looks sluggish there's a spiritual condition that will be spread in the last days said for men will be lovers of themselves more more than god they will be he said the love of many shall wax cold Say the love of many shall wax cold is a spiritual condition of the last day is a spiritual condition of men and is a spiritual condition of believers you see there are believers who had carried this spiritual condition of the last days and it's a spiritual condition that lead to deadness and dryness you see so before you get to that stage shake your head <laughs> and say i refuse to go down that lane i refuse to go down that lane i refuse to go down that lane so when you want to slog next time when you want to be sluggish you tell yourself in the name of jesus christ you mind respond very well you soul respond very well you spirit be ignited by the fire of god and you lock yourself inside day one you are there day two you are there day three you are there day four you are there day five you are there day six we begin to hear a shout of joy the seven we hear that you begin to prophesy you begin to declare you see when you come out and hello is over you you see you have escaped dryness you see because the bible says there are many people with this spiritual condition now of course we'll see by the instrumentality of what did they come out of that dryness we'll see it soon but i want you to understand that this this spiritual condition is very real you see forget about the manifestation of the gift first of all it's not about the gift first of all it's not about how we preach you see it's the condition of the hearts is how you heart towards God is how you react towards the things of the spirit is how you react to the process that God is carrying you through because you see discipleship is a process you see is at heart of course but it's also a process because many times when we think on discipleship you see we, when we think on discipleship what literally comes to our mind or what literally comes to mind is somebody somewhere leading us somewhere of course is good 
You see, but we don't understand. We, we need to really understand that we are in a discipleship class with Jesus, and we are in the process of being made. So, what shows this dryness sometimes is people's reaction. Imagine you have called Judas to a Holy Ghost meeting. How do you think Judas will react? You see, Judas, Judas will say, "What is the necessity of all these things? Why are you people? Why are you people like this?" Wow, what's the bondage about? You see, Judas' response, you see, will be finish this meeting. Let me go and see the high priest. The high priest is on my mind. But Jesus there is talking about his resurrection, talking about his death, talking about what the gospel means, talking about what he has come to do. But Judas is sleeping off. He's not conscious of that. You see, when the spiritual dryness is coming, you see, when that flood is coming, when the wind, the negative wind of the enemy is coming, is to make you sleep off, sleep off of God's path, or remove you from God's process of making. That is a process. Your response to the process is an indicator of how dry you are, of how dead you you are. <laughs> it is an indicator. So you see a dying man, how he responds to life is different from a man that is full of life, jogging and running. Their response to life are different. So our response to God is different. There are many men with these conditions. Glory. There are many men with these conditions. Verse 2, and he said, there were very many, uh, Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 2, and caused me to pass by them roundabouts, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Imagine. You see, they were very dry. A spiritual condition. Now, verse 3, and he said unto me, Son of man, can this bone live? And I answered, Oh Lord, my God, thou knowest. Verse 1. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and the Spirit of God carried me out in the Spirit, and I was and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of dry bones. We said these dry bones are spiritual condition. What does dryness mean? Dryness signifies no activity. The bones were dry. The bones were dead. No activity. <laughs> no activity. That's what it signifies. No activity. You see, it signifies deadness of spiritual passion when there's no passion there. You know, sometimes we've created a routine around the work of ministry. Sometimes we have created a routine around the, our quiet time, or whatever we call our afternoon devotion, morning devotion, evening devotion. We've created some kind of call log. Wait, okay, start two, 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 ask. That's God's number. Hello, I just called to check my recharge card. Are you okay? All right, we drop it. Then they say, okay, Tuesday, uh, leaders say, yes, we are going. They say, okay, Thursday, okay, this you have scheduled your mind already. You see, and everything has been scheduled, and you are just passing through a routine without no spiritual passion. Passion has slipped off. Routine has remained. You see, many things can be responsible for that spiritual condition, but it's a dryness. Is a deadness of relationship with God and lack of joy in God's service. You know when we say relationship with God, it does not mean God is disconnected from you or you are disconnected from God in your spirit, but there's something happening to you in relation with God, in the way you see, in the way you talk to God. There is as though there's you don't understand, you can't explain what is happening. It's as though a barrier has come in between all of a sudden. And it's as though you are struggling and grappling to talk to somebody that you always love to talk to. There's something happening. 
So sometimes there's also lack of joy in God's service. It leads to no activity, lack of joy. They keep doing it, but there's no joy. There's nothing internal. It can be given. They keep doing it, but there's nothing internal. There's nothing leaping on the inside. There's nothing jumping on the inside. There's nothing saying, yes, yes, I love it. Yes, yes. This is not excitement. We said joy. We didn't say excitement. Joy. Irrespective of the circumstances, there's an overflow of joy on a man that is full, on a man that is alive, on a man that is full of the Spirit. He cannot explain why he stands in the mirror and he smiles and he screams in the Holy Ghost. He cannot explain why he has been on his knees hours groaning in the Spirit, praying and uttering and muttering some words. And speaking some dangerous things to God in worship he cannot understand why but it's just there why because there's a joy and he steps in you say sister what's up what's up why are you looking like this you are looking so bright I said the joy of the Lord is my strength he said I am being strengthened by the spirit in my inner man what happened he's alive He's not just alive in the spirit. He's alive in his total man. He's alive in his spirit. He's alive in his soul. He's alive in his body. Some soul are not alive. They are good. Their soul is downtrodden and downcasted. Say, wow, my, why is my soul really downcasted like how david has gone through many issues in his life and his soul was weak his soul couldn't hold much and he was saying my soul my soul why they are like that a deadness is creeping him you see, and they will not know when they will number israel <laughs> they will not know lack of joy in god's service sometimes a huge question mark just stands staring at them they cannot explain they cannot explain. Each question mark is just there. Sometimes a missing picture. Something just seems to be missing. They can't understand themselves. It's like there's no life functioning. You see, it's like somebody has eaten them with something. Do you get it? It's like they are light. They don't know why. There's no weight in their life. They just look as though there is no existence. You see, something is happening. You see, sometimes it's in respect to God's voice. They want to obey, but something is dragging them. Sometimes they cannot even listen, they cannot hear. It's like as though a fresh relationship with God have just gone so. A little unforgiveness, a little unrepentance, deadness of spiritual faculties to see, to hear, to discern, and to speak. Deadness in the absence of what you need to rise and fight like an army of God. But this is the good news, that God raises the dead. Glory to God. God raises the dead. He quickens the dead. He raises the dead. He makes alive. He makes alive. He makes alive. So whatever spiritual condition that you may have come here with, ah, I know, I know, whatever condition that you may be listening to me with, and that you have said, oh, those Christians, they have done this, you are offended, and say, I'm a hatist now, nobody should disturb me. Yes, it's true, you are a hatist, and you are hating the devil, not God. You see, it's devil you should face. Face the devil. You see, or you say, okay, this, I'm, I'm backsliding, I'm going back, I'm going back, I'm going back, I'm going back. There's no way for going back. Jesus said, the Lord said, the Spirit said, the dry bones can live again. And he said unto me, Son of man, can this bone live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So through the instrumentality of the servant of God, he brought back something from the dead. Through the instrumentality of a servant of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, he brought many who were dead. Now we are quickened. We are made alive to him, and the spirit is now within us, and we are in him, and he is in us by his spirit through the servant of God, one man, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died and gave himself for us, for our sins, for our redemption, for our miracle, for our healing, for our deliverance. Now, this old testament, now he said, Lord, use the instrumentality of a prophet here. He said, He said, He said, again, he said unto me, Prophesy, who prophesies. 
says here is the prophet of God. Who is a prophet of God? A prophet of God is an inspired preacher. So God has sent me tonight to speak words to you through the preaching of this word that you are coming alive. You are coming alive. You are coming alive. Your gift is being stirred. The power of the Holy Ghost in you is being stirred. Your atmosphere is being stirred. Your heart is being stirred. The glory of God is singing upon you. That's the word of the Lord for you. Now, verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, behold, behold. Look at what it said, Behold. Look at it, behold. I will cause bread to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews, tendons upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with the skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. You shall live. You shall live. Ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Then the prophet said, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And I beheld, lo, the sneeze, and the flesh came up upon them, and skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. You see, but now the Lord is talking about restoration, total restoration, total restoration, total change. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breather, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. How have you been slain? Have you been slain by sexual addiction? Have you been slain by inordinate thoughts? Have you been slain by disease and sickness? Have you been slain by anything, anything that has called deadness in your life? What has slain you? Is it addiction? What has slain you? Is it addiction? What has slain you? Is it sin? Is it weakness? What has slain you? Is it health issues, financial issues? Whatever has slain you, I have a good news today because breath is going to come into your body breath is going to come into your soul breath is going to come into your spirit and you come alive strong in jesus name so these are slain people don't forget these bones that look like this they are Means they are harming, they are harming, and they are slain. So I prophesy as he commanded me, and breath and breath came into them, and they live and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Somebody that have been slain can be raised up together as an army of the Lord. Somebody who has been slain before, somebody who has been slain by whatever condition. When somebody tells you you have been slain, don't rise up. Tell them that Jesus, Jesus had died to give life to the dead. Jesus Christ had died to give life to the slain. Jesus Christ had died to give hope to the hopeless. Jesus had died to give grace to the graceless. Jesus Christ had died to give faith to the faithless. So I believe that no matter the condition that have wrecked your life, wrecked your relationship, wrecked your ministry, put a pause into your academics, put a pause into your life. I believe strongly in the name of Jesus that you are coming out of it now. By the words of my mouth, your heart is consumed and fire is set in your bones. Fire is shot in your bones. Fire is shot in your spirit. I stir up the gift of God in you by the power of the ghost. Now, he said, verse 9, Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds of breath, and breathe upon this slain, that ye may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. See, this is a spiritual condition. There may be a spiritual condition in your life, 
A condition that have left you to loneliness. A condition that have left you to depression. A condition that have left you to failure. A condition that have left you to grappling spiritually. A condition that have limited the growth of your personal ministry and your ministry to people. A condition that has slain you, that have caught you, that have marked you in the life and destiny. But I'm here as an inspired preacher, as a servant of God. And I declare that everything dead in your family everything bonish in your spiritual life that has turned to bone that has made you very dry in the name of Jesus I I breathe unto you now in the name of Jesus I release the angels of the Lord to minister strength to you to minister courage to you to minister deliverance to you to minister power to you to minister grace to you to minister wisdom to you in the name of Jesus Christ You will rise as an army. <laughs> you will rise as an army. In the name of Jesus Christ. Pray with me. Pray with me. Oh, shut up a capatigoloba de gada. Rakata. Esmotoboto. Iketeketeketeketeketebadigada. Leprotobo shotoprakateketeketebadigada. Ekosoprakateketeketeketebadaba. Pray with me. Manda supergeteketeketeketeba. Limbrondo dubakateketeketeba. Endego. Ekosodabatebadigadabadaba. Lekotokotoprakateketeketeba. Mandige zogro dogodo. Oh Lord, I pray. Whatever slain your people, man to brag that and cause an aspect of deadness in practicality of their life uh, has caused an deadness uh, in their ministry and have formatted their system of joy and have formatted their system of peace uh, pray with me pray with me man to go subate is a son of my prophesy to these my children. That the fire of God is stayed upon them. That the fire of God is stayed upon them. That they be drunk in wine, which is necessary. That their spiritual faculties are enlightened. That the manifestation of the spirit is stayed upon their life and in their ministry. That the see, they know, and they speak by the spirit. That every shell of addiction in their life is finally broken. That every signpost, signpost of loss, every signpost of addiction, whatever it is that men are using to point to them and to shame the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, tonight. Oh Lord, tonight. Let them not be seen. Let them vanish, O oh God. Let them be broken, O oh God. Every stronghold. Nepokati metata every coldness limotopakapaga in the heart of your people limotopatapadakadakadakadakadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapad
I stir up the vision of the gospel in you. I stir up the mandate of God in you tonight. You will never remain the same. Tonight, you are cooking that. Because you have been cooking with Christ in Matibara. I command your soul to be quickened. That dryness ends. That load. I command you to be lifted. That lack of understanding of visions and dreams. I command you to be lifted. That lack of understanding of teachings of the word of grace to grow in grace. I command them to be lifted to God tonight. Let your wind of the spirit all of that blow across these waves, across these sounds. That all those people under the sound of my voice, oh God, that they are come fresh, that the fresh anointing rest upon them, that the fresh grace rest upon them, that fresh focus rest upon them, that fresh energy rest upon them, that fresh zeal rest upon them, that fresh fire rest upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, set my fire on my heart. Let me burn for you. Uncontrollable zeal for God. I'll be zeal with knowledge. Oh, passion, that as the day panted over the waters, so my heart will long after you. That every excess in my life is streamed over. That everything that cages me, everything that makes me a mockery as a minister, as a believer tonight. Oh, Lord, unto you alone have I come. Because unto you alone have I sinned, O God. Unto you alone have I done this evil, O God. For I've come, I've come, oh God, to repent in the dust and ashes. Oh, Lord, now restore my gift. Oh, Lord, now restore my accuracy. Oh, Lord, now my passion is kindled in the name of Jesus Christ. Stretch your hand forth. Let me pray with you, Father. Stretch your two hands forth if you can, or one of your hands, Father. Oh Lord, such as you have given unto me, I give unto these ones. I give unto these ones fresh unction, divine unction from the Holy One, divine unction, powerful grace, powerful anointing. Oh Lord, Father, I declare. You know, Paul said, I long to see you that my part of the spiritual gift to the end that you might be established. Paul said to Timothy, says, tear up the gift of God in you. Oh Lord, Father, pass release the anointing right now into that body. And I declare in the name of Jesus that the gift of God in your life is stirred up, that the grace of God in your life is stirred up in the name of Jesus Christ. Take it now in the name of Jesus. Take it now. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Let the wind come from the four corners of the and let them blow you wherever you are let them blow you in your environment let them blow you let them blow you let the tangible presence of God be all around you there let the tangible presence of God be all around you there let the tangible presence of God be around you there thank you Lord Jesus for tonight thank you because it is so thank you because it is so thank you because it is so we are on our use for you thank you because it is so we have uncontrollable zeal for you thank you because it is so we have strong desires for the gospel thank you Lord Jesus Christ we do not terminate our process in following you we follow to the end we follow to the end we obey to the end we persevere to the end in the name of jesus christ 